Okay, well, it's time for the Monday Night Property Wrap, looking at the housing market and what's been happening over the weekend just gone. I'm joined by Peter O'Malley tonight from Harris Partners Real Estate. He's on the line. Peter, good evening to you. Uh, and good evening to you, Michael. Uh, before we look at the weekend per se, let's just have a sort of a bit of a look back at the year that's been, because some of the stats are before me here, and, and the numbers are pretty clear. The housing market has been resilient. Sydney price is up about 12.5% for the year. Apartments, I think, just a tick over... 8%. So for all of the doom and gloom of the peak of COVID that we we're going to see 30% drops and the rest of it, I mean, it just hasn't happened, has it? Uh, no, and the property market outperformed this year against all expectations, Michael. There's no doubt. It was a rough year last year as the market had to absorb higher interest rates for the first time in 12 years. And a lot of people felt that that downturn would continue into 2023. Very few analysts and market pundits predicted what happened this year um, and vendors were the winner there's no doubt. Uh, As for the rental market though and I mean this is one that affects a lot of people it is increasingly newsworthy the Sydney rental market that put all of the others in the shade that was up 15% in the past 12 months. Uh, Yes it was driven by excess uh, immigration and um, a lack of housing and I think that will continue into 2024 so how we would describe the market at the moment, Michael, is that it may not rise again in terms of sales values the way it did this year in 2024, but the rental crisis will continue through to next year and will continue to cause problems politically for both the state and federal government because, quite simply, they're behind on the housing supply population issue. They are big time. Now, this is something that affects our Brisbane listeners, Sydney listeners, Canberra listeners, regional listeners as well, and that is the increase in offshore buying in the past 12 months. The the dollar has been softer. Some of those overseas that are cashed up and looking to invest their money in Australian real estate, for whatever reason, we don't need to go into that now, but for whatever reason, they have been doing it more so in the past 12 months. One of the big plays this year, you've outlined it beautifully there, the Australian dollar has been hovering around 10-year lows, around 62, 63 cents for some time. And as we know, we've invited too many people into the country. So when the currency's down and population growth is high, um, that's going to re- be reflected in property prices. And it's, uh, it's one of the major contributing factors as to why price growth was so strong this year. And um, uh, I think it would be a good thing if the Australian dollar moved back towards 70 cents. The fact that the US uh, Federal Reserve are already talking about rate cuts will naturally see the Australian dollar drift up. Um, but I think an Australian dollar at 62, 63 cents to the US is too low because it encourages offshore buying, um, whether they're foreign investors or expats that are earning the pound or the the US dollar or the Japanese yen. Um, they've had a party of it buying our real estate this year, Michael. They have. Look, a number of them operate within the rule of the law, but some don't either. We know that. But look, just, just tell our listeners, for those that don't know actually what goes on behind the scenes here, uh, what obligations are in place for real estate agents and solicitors and others involved in the entire transaction process uh, if they suspect something isn't kosher here with an overseas purchase? But my understand, Let me put it this way, Peter. My understanding is that uh, certainly the solicitor, I don't know about the real estate agent, but the solicitor simply has to put all of the relevant documents in the safe in the office, doesn't have to report it to the authorities, is my understanding, even if they suspect something's up. If they get a knock on the door, they've got to produce the papers and say, well, OK, here's, here's this client and maybe this is what you should be looking at. But they're not obliged to be proactive in that respect. Am I right in that assumption? 
Uh, look, I don't think the government would view solicitors being willfully ignorant too well. The same with real estate agents. We don't have a massive obligation to report um, on, on foreign buying and whether it's legitimate or not. It does rest with the Foreign Investment Review Board, Michael. But like most government agencies since COVID, they are understaffed and overworked. So there is no doubt that there is foreign buying happening in the property market that shouldn't. There is additional taxation for some foreigners who do buy in the country and governments have a pretty good track record, in fairness, of circling back to those that have exploited the system mm, and hitting them yeah. for that, yeah, mm. retrospectively, uh, getting that tax from them. But no, I, I don't think that solicitors um, should be dobbing their own clients in, but it's pretty obvious when someone is flaunting the rules. And as, as a real estate agent, we have been cautioned and we've been told to expect additional regulation in the next uh, one to two years on disclosing suspicious activity. That's interesting. Now, look, something that is certainly relevant at the moment is the role of the insurance sector in the strata aspect of unit complexes. Put simply, over the last decade or so, we've all seen the headlines, we've all seen the stories, some terrible construction among otherwise good construction, but this is frightening the insurance sector who don't simply want to be insuring faulty, uh, leaky, problematic buildings from the get-go and then having to stump up the capital when a, a, a successful claim is made. And so we've seen premiums rise something like 20% year on year, haven't we? Yeah, we have. This is a really concerning issue that I think is only in its infancy. You've articulated it very well there. It's not only faulty buildings that insurers are wary of, Michael. It's, uh, it's, it's faulty builders as well. So the insurance sector has been... Um, uh, let down by the strata sector and its, its payout ratio has been far above what it's collected in premiums and we're now under a correction phase where, as you quite correctly say, insurance premiums have gone up 20% year on year. Stratas that are coming to the market in their infancy and being formed for the first time are one of the areas that insurance companies are really hesitant to partake. A lot of players have dropped out of the market and um, sorry to say, but all of this will feed through uh, to inflation mm. because um, uh, investors who own properties in strata title developments will need to put rents up to offset the higher insurance costs. Um, mortgage holders um, won't necessarily be able to afford this. So it's a really big issue that's breeding um, in, in, in the property market. And hopefully there is a uh, you know, a resolution to it in the next few years. But I think that uh, strata title owners are going to be shocked as they start seeing increased insurance premiums over the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah, I mean, the arrival of David Chandler and the, the building commissioners and the like, that will help, but it's going to take time. Uh, before you go, the, the weekend just gone. How did the market look? Uh, like many other weekends since the RBA increased interest rates in November, we're hovering around a true auction clearance rate once all the results are in of around 50%, Michael. Um, all year, the market seemed to shrug off um, the interest, uh, interest rate increases that the RBA did deliver, yeah. but the last one in November hurt, unfortunately. What we saw in June when the RBA increased rates is that it pushed more sellers into the market, but it didn't actually detract any buyers. When they went in November, um, that interest rate uh, rise pushed more sellers into the market at an unusual time of year being a month before Christmas, but it also killed buyer demand and many auctions went from being three or four auction bidders down to one, possibly two. So 
if you do want to sell your property at the moment, you do need to be realistic about the price expectations. There are fair-minded buyers in the market, but the upward pressure on prices due to many buyers competing for one home is over at the moment, and I don't think the market will start um, you know, overly enthusiastic in the new year. So vendors do need to be acutely aware that there was a late shift in the property market in 2023. All right, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, The next year isn't that far away as far as the calendar goes. Great to talk, Peter, and we'll talk again very soon. If we don't speak before Christmas, though, and I don't think we will, have a very Merry Christmas to you and your family. Yeah, you too, Michael. Thanks very much. My pleasure. Peter O'Malley from Harris Partners Real Estate.